Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Circle Debate Podcast Top 5 Picks of the Week, which is for week uh, 30. I know you, it's the host devious one, Ivan C, here alongside with my brothers from another mother's. That is the one and only, the CK1 himself, and that is Chris Kennedy. That's right. And also we have the Carbonation Cabron, the Pain Maker, the Cabron Maker, the, the, the Walk with Elias. The, the spring, the spring onion bacon wrap eater. <laughs> He's the chef of all chefs. That's Mr. Matthew Steamboat, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. We're this is like a little top five, which we forgot to do. Obviously, we're back from our mini vacation, our Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, weekend, weekend. And let's go ahead and kick this off. Today's top five, ladies and gentlemen, is our top five. Crying moments that made us cry. Doesn't matter. It could be something pro wrestling. Could be, you know, anything, any other sport, or anything else affiliated to it. So, I mean, oh, really? This, this is the, this is the I crying keep, emoji. The I TV. keep fucking, I keep pulling it back into the wrestling world when, unless it's explicitly mentioned. So my list right now is about to change, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll have it ready. I'll have it reevaluated by the time uh, again it comes around to me. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know this. I didn't know this was a general thing. Wow. Yeah, all, all, my whole list is my whole list is wrestling, though. Just like that, you know. That's so. fine. No worries. Yeah. I got it. I got. I got it. I just got to shift a a little a little shift, and I, I got it. I got it re reevaluated. All right. <laughs> all right. Cool. Oh, so I'll go and start it off. I'll all start right. it myself, ladies and gentlemen. So. My number five, my number five is uh, the day that Owen Hart died. I was pretty oh, sad. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro. I already cried on that. That was the fir first time I ever cried in pro wrestling. That's why I mentioned, you know, Owen Hart. Because prior to that, when I was a child, I didn't cry for the Hulk Hogan or the Warriors, none of that. If anything, I was more mad. I'm like, why are you hurting him? I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, as a child. But. You know, seeing Owen, that one really hurt because I was, you know, I was a big Owen fan. I loved his work. And I never, you know, believe me, we don't want to know. I mean, I don't wish nobody upon death. But, man, that one was unexpected. And, yeah, it hurt. That one really hurt really bad. Yeah, we were um, watching live. And I, I I know they have the, the delay on the tape feed. So, obviously, nobody I, – I think in some feeds – some footage was seen, and obviously we all know it's been destroyed. But I definitely remember watching the event. I don't recall, you know, seeing the footage of it as it happened, but I definitely remember watching that event live. Oh yeah, uh, they turned the camera like right away because it was the time when they were interviewing. I believe they were playing the interview of of Owen Hart, and he right. was already. And then that's when everything when it was happening, and they focused on Jr. and the King. That's when the King went up there, and Jr. was yeah. by himself. Like, this is not an act. This is, you know, this is real, ladies and gentlemen, you know. Yeah, I remember that. I was just watching the pay-per-view. I was like, no. And then when, during the pay-per-view, bam. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, that was a, a dreadful one. Um, so it was a sad moment, obviously. Number four. Number four. I actually cried when Eddie Guerrero won the WWE Championship. From Lesnar? From Lesnar and No Way Out. I cried for that one because he, he, 
that was something that I've been wanting him to win and to, you know, to have that championship. And he finally did. He finally actually won it. Uh, he paid his dues. And that's when he became the Grand Slam champion. And you know, finally getting that belt. He, he already, former U.S., former Intercontinental, former tag team. And now just getting that belt was a historic moment. And him going on WrestleMania. And, man, which had, that comes to my number three, which was another seeing Benoit winning it. And having Guerrero at the same time, when they were both in the ring together crying, that's when I, I cried. Because, like, two of the underdogs that, you know, they were literally the underdogs. And they proved to the world that height doesn't matter or anything. Size does not matter at all. And these two gentlemen, even though I'm talking professionally about Benoit. But, right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. We would put that disclaimer. We know. Yes. So that was a, a crying moment because – I'm a, I was, you know, a big Benoit fan of his work, and he deserved that. You know, he deserved to win that championship. And what and better off to beat Vince's boys per se? You know what I'm saying? Like Vince always kind of had that thing where if he didn't create you, he didn't push you. Yeah. And I, those were like him, those two Booker T coming out of WCW, being pretty well known and already established characters in WCW. I was very impressed that they got what they deserved when they came over. After the after the buyout, yeah, I agree 100. percent Those were like, what two former WCW ECW guys, yeah, and you know, and already very well established in those promotions. Yep, and even in Japan too, they were very established in New Japan as well. So that, that's Pegasus, Pegasus Kid and um, you know, Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask. Exactly, I, I I loved it. I think that was another a good crime moment for me. You know, as a teenager, you know, growing up seeing him. So my number two, my number two would be when Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. And I was there. So I actually was, I was drunk crying, <laughs> talking <laughs> shit to me and my buddy Rob, talking shit to the little kid. Like, <laughs> John Cena who? John Cena who? And, like, oh. and then the dad was like looking at me and I'm like, sorry, bro, I'm, I'm a Daniel Bryan fan. And I, I was going crazy. And so until that moment was taken away when Orton music hit, hundreds, you know, giving him the pedigree, I'm like, you son of a bitch. You killed my like 15 minutes of crying happiness. <laughs> this shit. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you got me there, man. You got me there. And uh, that's my number two. My number one. All right. My number one. My number one. Oh my God. My number one was when Daniel Bryan actually came back from out of retirement. WrestleMania. And he came back. That one, I think I, I, I cried for that one because. When the announcement that he retired, I was sad about that. And then when he announced he comes back, and to see him come back, he still got it. I mean, I was crying out of joy because, you know, Daniel Bryan is one of my heroes. So, I mean, I was really happy that he actually came back, you know, in ring return. And I just – and I'm glad that he had a, had a – you know, he still has a great run. And well-deserved to be – uh, what is he, for a former two, three, two, three-time world champion. Uh, but definitely, I uh, was really happy for him to come back because he was another one of my peers that I look up to that also 
put it out there as well. The height doesn't matter. Size does not matter. And your heart and soul is what matters, especially when it comes to the ring. And that's what I look up to a lot of Daniel Bryan. So my two honorable mentions, one will be the Dodgers winning the World Series. Yes, I'm a big Dodger fan. I have to, no, what? Come on, man. You know how long has it been? I the know. Dodgers. I know. LA had a great year. I'm from LA and I'm not a contrarian. It just, yeah, it is fine. It's, I, I love baseball. I'm just not in love with baseball right now. And so the Dodgers LA, needed LA win, needed man. two championships and they got them in the same year. And I think that really left, uh, as a, as a city really lifted the spirits after the bullshit we had to deal with. So of course, that's it. why that's both I'm of them are on baseball right now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other one is the Lakers because ah, this, of course, why are we? Because it's for Kobe, man. This is yeah, no, they Kobe deserve Kobe. that shit, man. That fucking bro. But yeah. I will have to add that one. That one, the one affected, uh, I think, for us LA natives was. The death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah I really heard everybody. I'm not even like the. I'm not even like a major. I'm. I, I mean, basketball is probably not in my top five watchable sports, but I felt that one. Like I understand his effect on the planet and the positivity, and the generations that he's helped. You know, so I, I absolutely, as just a a human, understand how much that one really hurt. Oh yeah, that one did definitely. It did that. Mr. Steamboat, the floor is yours. All right. So I think I might just change two of my honorable mentions, though, just because of recent activities. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So number number five, this is – I'll do some singing for you. So number five was, you know, that – remember those, those, those uh, video segments – on WW, the WWF video segments, the, you know, my sacrifice and the tribute stuff, like those things. Yeah. There, was one, there was one, like, for WWF history, and it was used for this Kid Rock song, Lonely Road of Faith. And it was the song that it hurts to see, to see you crying. Oh, no. And it's like, and it's the whole, you know, it's like a whole segment showing the whole history of, like, the WWF. Like, you know, down that lonely road of faith. And it's just, like, it shows, like, the humble beginnings and just every, like, you know, those old wrestlers and, you know, the old days. So, woo! Yeah, we got to have the lighters on for that. Down that road. Stop smoking weed. I don't got a lighter nearby. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what everybody does nowadays. The phone lights. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you guys remember that segment? Uh, roughly, it's yeah. I know. Roughly. I know the song. Yeah, I know the song. Yeah. And then they even had like a segment when the song gets into the rap part. Is that is when they switch over to the to the Attitude Era? And they even include like so. What happened was when the NWO came in, they actually like like had the NWO like to invade that segment. Like, oh no. Like we're gonna destroy the history that that we hold so precious and blah blah blah. Right. But yeah, that was it was a really touching segment. So I love that. And speaking of video segments, number four is the My Sacrifice for Stone Cold Steve Austin Creed's My Sacrifice. When you are with me, I'm free. I'm careless. I believe these are like like you know songs for singing. 
and it it shows like Stone Cold bleeding and you know going through like his whole career and you know it's like you know and he says like you know if if you asked to me to if I could give back any of my sacrifices I wouldn't give back you give back any of them because I loved every one of them and I kind of like I was right here in my chest I'm jealous uh, but like just like something with like montages with music is just like that gets you right in the heart, you know. Um, now I'll go to number three right now. Number three is Cody hugging Tony Schiavone on the first episode of AEW Dynamite. I could kind of see that Tony Schiavone, ever since Dusty Rhodes died, I could kind of see that Tony Schiavone might be like a surrogate father or like an uncle to Cody. So that that hug wasn't planned, like. Like, that's kind of like a hug that I gave, like, one of my uncles when he wasn't expecting a hug from me. He's, you know, he kind of gives, like, Tony just gave, like, a, a surprise, oh, okay. And then that hug, and then Cody's just, like, goes on in with that hug, and it's just like, we made it. We escaped WWE. We're in our own place. This is WCW's back. Our home is back. It's like buying a new house with your stepfather is kind of like what that was going on buying a new house with my uncle and like I could I could already feel like some people I felt like not enough people like paid attention to that little moment because like they went into that angle with Jericho attacking Cody right after that but I know that was for real because like you know Shivani's a WCW guy and Cody's a WCW guy and that actually brings me to my number two that's directly because we're always talking about like it feels like a continuation of WCW from like the last episode of WCW. So here's my number two. Mm -hmm. The last Nitro. Nice. The last episode of Nitro. And just like that Ric Flair, like stumbling down, like feeling weak after the match and then going in to hug Sting. Cause like we started it, now we're ending it together, you know? And it really felt like this is the last time you're gonna see either of them ever again. I would have been happy if this was, you know, Ric Flair's last match ever, because it would have been like, because it was a really touching ending, you know, it's, it, it, it really, this, this also got me right here. Just like, like Sting helping Ric Flair up was like, I know we're old, we're old together now, and this is like the last day for us, so, you know, yeah. that was, that was a big deal. If it wasn't for that Shawn Michaels Ric Flair match, I would agree with you, because yeah, damn, like if that match, if we'd never seen that match, like yes, for sure. But since that match happened, and I'm yeah, like, <laughs> they, they made the "I'm sorry, I love you" part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they were kind of who, who knew, like straight up. In my opinion, Ric Flair's. I I'm, I'm gonna say my I think Ric Flair's best match of all time came when he was 98 years old. <laughs> you know, <he's> <laughs> Holy shit, man! He really packed the heat in that in that one. So yeah. With that match is like, and and the funny thing is, Ric Flair wrestled like like was it like two or three years longer in TNA? So that <laughs> just yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure that yeah yeah. So if that was the last one, but so you, now it's gonna bring me to my number one, you know, touching moment of all time. I'll just let this speak for itself. Oh come on, where'd my fucking button go? Oh, here we go. This is uh, Kenny Omega and, and no, and Kota Ibushi reuniting for the first time right. since the last time they broke up. 
So in the in the Golden Lovers, in the in the Omega Man documentary about Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, they really it's it's you know, they had people representing like the LGBTQ community, like talking about like how important queer stories are and like, you know, and and some a storyline like this was like one of like the most serious, you know, like it was it almost like a, it wasn't a comic book like Billy and Chuck. Yeah, it wasn't a comic book like Billy and Chuck. It was like a serious, like, you know, even even the build up to it where like Kenny's looking at Coda like, all right, it's time to distract Kota Ibushi by going up to the apron, but Kenny felt like guilty immediately after that. And then just all their like missed moments and their build up and their history and their matches together. You know, some somebody even compared their relationship to the movie Phantom Thread with uh with Daniel Day Lewis. Like they said, it's it's kind of like it has their fights and their breakup and their get back together. And you know, all the the ro- those those the confetti coming down was almost like the rose petals. Yeah. The Golden Lover storyline, I guess, is probably, you know, something that even brought me back into it. And it's like, this makes perfect sense to me. I I get this. I like, I really identify with both of these guys, you know, you know, it, it, you know, reminds me of like my relationship with like Japanese rock music and being in the United States and having a friend in Japan and like, you know, be like wanting to break into that other world. Oh, am I your Kenny Omega to your Kota? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Soon. Not... We're lucky. So, okay, my two honorable mentions. Um, my two honorable mentions will be uh, number two is Undertaker and Jeff Hardy with the 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 ladder match. You know, I was I was like, you haven't broken me yet, Takers. You know. I think I think that moment was probably, you know, the mo- like the underdog moment when you're like fighting from underneath and an Undertaker raising his hand up, you know, and and I re- and I really like was wishing for that rematch to happen and Jeff to get that title and you know like, like, like the whole and the, and the commentary really sells it, you know, do you could do it, kid, make yourself immortal, grab that title, you could do it, like you know. I love it. That was that was that was good shit. That was good shit right there. <laughs> number number one out of my honorable mentions. I guess like you said, it's open to like a lot of different things because you're talking about like sports and all this other stuff. So I don't know if it's like music's included in this. Of course, everything. I now as of twenty minutes ago, everything's included. Yeah, as of twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say number one is the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Oh, I feel you there. Eddie Van Halen, and maybe you know what? I'll, I'll, you know, what? since I'll break some rules for the tears, or, and for the, and I'll, I'll add in, I'll, I'll give it tied with two, three other things: the passing of Roger Moore and the passing of Sean Connery, because I'm a big Bond fan. So like those guys are all like, you know, those guys were like stables for me. That was like home for me. So like Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Eddie Van Halen, they're all meeting up right now, having a scotch on the rocks up there. You know, yeah. While 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 Eddie Guerrero is pouring them a tequila for seconds, you know. <laughs> so to to all of you guys, you know, to all the all the fallen brothers, you know, that's 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 for all of them, for Eddie, for for Roger, for and it was, and it was crazy. Sean was I wasn't expecting the Sean that I mean Sean Connery, you know, because it felt like he was just going to keep going on, like Dick Van Dyke, 
you know, because Dick Van, if, if whenever we talk about celebrities who pass away, we don't t talk about enough about the celebrities that are still with us. You know, I, I kind of do it as a joke. I leave a status like, by the way, Dick Van Dyke is still alive. Like I put that status up like every month just to, just as a joke, like, by the way, everybody, Dick Van Dyke's still alive. Mm. And I think he's going to be, I think he might be one of our first cent well, centenarian, centenarian, like centennial. When you, when you hit a hundred years old, you're called a centenarian, sure. I think. That sounds like a word. Yeah, sounds like a <laughs> centenarian. He'll be like one of like the biggest, most famous people to become a centenarian to make it to one hundred years old. So you know, I want to leave on a hopeful note about that, just because you know, you know, just just because we lose people doesn't mean you know there could be people that could be with us for a really long time. Right. You know, Dick Van Dyke is ninety-four years old as of as of today. Wow. And we hope, I hope we have plenty more years with them. All right. You never know. CK1, the floor is yours. All right, all right, all right. So I had to give myself some rules to this list. Uh, the rule basically was I could not list major tragedies. Otherwise, putting them in an order seemed disrespectful and leaving things out of the order also yeah. seemed disrespectful. Um, so I left out, obviously, major tragedies. Um, this is going to be more lighthearted and uh, fun, I guess you could say. Um, or, you know, as fun as fun can be without, you know, the worst possible things happening to these people. But uh, my number five would have been the, uh, the Edge retirement speech. We talked about that uh, a few podcasts ago. That was pretty hard. No one was expecting it, and it came out of nowhere, and the crowd visibly was upset by it, as was I. Um, number four, same thing, the Daniel Bryan retirement speech. I'm sure Ivan felt that one too. Uh, that one sucked because he was just hitting his peak, much like Edge was. Um, Daniel Bryan just finally popped. Vince put all his faith in him, and uh, he was just, you know, gone, you know, for obvious safe reasons. I'm glad he figured out what he figured out. Um, and as we know, came back stronger than ever, got the title back. I love the Eco Warrior, or Eco Champion. Oh, my Great God. Champion. Greatest gimmick of all time. I hate that it lasted only like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, went, just, he went back to the face, right? Look, I haven't got up with he the, went, he, went back to face, like, he went back to face like in a in a in a in one match. Like he came out and like shook hands with like I think Kevin Owens. I forget what it was, but yeah, it was like why did he just turn face all of a sudden with no resolution to that character? There's a belt. Nice. Yeah. The wood belt. Who is it? You or Mike that's making that belt? They're gonna try to make that belt. Mike is gonna try to make that belt. That belt, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take like four thousand paper straws, but I think you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three just happened uh, last year at the Royal Rumble. Was Edge returning? Didn't see it coming. I'm sure plenty of people did, but I did not. And I heard that you think you know me, and I flipped the fuck out. I was like, I think I know you. Holy shit, he's back. I had no <laughs> idea he was even on the radar for a return. Um, I may have ignored some dirt sheets about that, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I think they cut to a guy in the uh, on the rampway at the corner by the ring. I think when he walked out and some dude, they panned on him, and a grown-ass man was also crying. I felt that, bro. Yep. Um, number two is my very first memory of me crying during a pro wrestling event. 
Uh, it was w the Hogan-Earthquake feud from the early 90s. It was when uh, Earthquake was beating the shit out of Hogan. I forget the name of Earthquake's finisher, but he sat on him on his chest, and he crushed his chest, and Hogan was crying, and they carried him out on a stretcher. I was like five years old. I was crying. That was the day my mom had to tell me that it wasn't real, mm. which is fair. I'm like, all right, okay, still, this sucks. It's sad. I was like, no, don't kill Hogan. Um, definitely a very early pro wrestling memory. Um, number one on my list is a great moment, and it's only particular. It's all. It's only particular to me. Um, was uh, I, I don't remember the event. I'm pretty sure it was a Raw because I've only been to like a Rumble, a Raw, and a bunch of house shows. Was seeing Jericho live for the first time as the Y2J character with the full countdown, the full glimmer T-shirts. Uh, he was my favorite. Is my favorite wrestler. Uh, and then seeing that live and seeing that full setup was spectacular. I was like, it overwhelmingly hit me. I was like 14 years old. I was like, oh my God, the countdown. Oh my God. I was like, oh shit, something's hitting. Like I was like just an ocean of feelings. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. I was, I was just like blown away because that was the first time I'd ever seen them live. And I got that full countdown. Um. Number, I got two honorable mentions. I want to add a third honorable mention. Go for it. Go for it. My uh, executive privilege here. Uh, my first honorable mention is not so much the Page retirement speech, but the footage of Sasha Banks hitting. I think it was a backstab. Oh. I think it was it was a, it was a backstabber or it was a drop kick to her back in the corner. Back drop kick. Yeah, yeah. So I had to watch. I watched that. And I was just like, in my head, I, I might have been stoned out of my mind or something, but the thoughts in my head were watching the moment her career ended. I'm like, and I was going through all the shit she was going through. I was like, that right there, that little accident, nobody's fault. A move everybody's delivered safely. And I was like, that's the moment where Paige was coming back. She was coming back. She was about to run that division again. And that just got take, just took her out. Yeah. Um, I hope I, – I don't know what's on the radar for her future. I hope somehow doctors somehow figure something out and get her back in that ring because she is a lot more talented than the world uh, knows. As of right now, she's healthy. She's been sober for quite a while. She's been already um, – already had different type of surgeries in reference for that. So, obviously, the, her, her discussions like how – with the Daniel Bryan situation, Edge situation – Never say never. You might see yeah, her. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just, I hope, I hope that helps. I hope she comes back much like who's next on my list to Daniel Bryan return. Um, didn't see that coming. Uh, I didn't know if it was a work or a shoot. And then he started laying the waste, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And I was like, oh shit, he's back. This is great to see because he deserved to be back. He worked so hard to come back. Um, and then my third honorable mention is an MMA-related one. And I remember everything about this particular night. It was the night that Ronda Rousey beat Kat Singano in 14 seconds. I was at um, – where was I? I was at Buffalo Wild Wings in Cerritos. Mm. Um, and Ronda was – or is a local girl. You know, she's from L.A., so that entire room – was on her side. It was maybe 200 people on their feet before the fight started. 
it ends quicker than Bruce Buffer announcing their names. You know, it's a flying knee, it's a judo toss, it's an armbar. It is over as long as this sentence lasted. And people were jumping up on the bar. People were jumping up on tables. Some girl jumped off the ta- off the bar, and I caught her like a stage dive. Wow. And we were all just flipping the fuck out that it happened. Because I was nervous. I think with every one of Rhonda's fights, I always thought that if anyone could beat her, it was going to be whoever she was fighting at that time. Same with Kat. I was like, well, if anyone can do it, I won't be surprised if Kat does it. And Rhonda got out of there with a flawless victory. And uh, everybody was just going apeshit. And I remember that moment. And uh, we were all pretty much in happy tears. And Dang. one of my favorite MMA moments, especially sharing that with so many people in that environment, for sure. Especially, like, in her backyard. So I agree. I, I remember, like, how the hype was it with, you know, for that fight. And, yeah, I was, I was in my neighbor's house, actually. We ordered a fight and we did a barbecue everything. So I do remember that. We were – I was like, what could, could – because it could just be cat's time. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. I'm like, uh oh. She just mauled the shit out of Misha Cage. She had beaten Cat Dodano. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had come back from the double knee surgery. Um, yeah. Pretty sure that was good. I think the knee surgery came before the Ronda. Yeah, yeah. Because Tate got the title fight because Ronda, because Cat was out there. Yeah. There's yeah. no experience like sharing uh, uh, an MMA victory with a group of people. Like, I love watching fights by myself and just doing my own thing, but if you're. If you can go to an event, which we know isn't going to happen anytime soon, that's the best way to do it. But if you can do it at a bar, which also may not happen anytime soon, do that. Um, yeah, that shared experience is magic for sure. Definitely. I agree 100%. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I know this was a uh, last minute thing, so we, we forgot about our top five, so we just did it now. We're on a little mini vacation from our Thanksgiving you know, week. Uh, once again, we appreciate everyone for tuning in and subscribing. Continue to spread the word and love. And also, don't forget shout outs to our brothers from another mother's league of podcasts. That will be Dirty Heels. Our, you know, they give the people what they want, as well as Frank and Kyle from Joe in the Ring. Joe Bo the Ring. That's right. Joe you know, the Ring. Just, you know, just our fucking opinion in the Is Ring that podcast. Like, <laughs> the league of podcasts. Is that something we decided? Yes, I we love decided that. that. So, bonsoir, bonjour, uh, au revoir to Quebec and Montreal. There you go. <laughs> and also, shout out to our UK native, James, that 90s wrestling podcast. Also, shout out to Jonah from Manhattan, New York. Rewind, recap, recap relive. The business. The exactly. boy can dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is He's right. Like James Bond. He is full of drip. That is a fact. Indeed. Oh, yeah, definitely. And also, a shout-out to Backstage Ball Podcast. Uh, they've been already uh, showing love and support. We appreciate you guys. Also, Titantron uh, Podcast as well. Most love and support. Open Talk Radio 313 up in Michigan, which we will collaborate pretty soon. And so, also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday, December the 4th, make sure you guys tune in on Title Match Network for the Generation Championship of Wrestling. That's the Diamond Cup. That is coming up this Friday, December 4th. Our brother Jeremy Gomez, the uh, the owner of the GCW Generation Championship Wrestling. Make sure we'll put the subscription down below with where the link. I'm so excited for that. That is such a stacked tournament with every every uh, every female on that in that tournament is the future of, of their respective divisions. Oh, definitely. You got the really in-ring return of Shaw Guerrero. She goes one-on-one versus Renee Michelle. 
Sky Blue is also in that. We got High End in the house as well. We got Deanna Peraza competing in that tournament as well. We've got Queen Amanada on there as well, and so much more. Make sure you guys tune in of that. And also, you're going to have the GCW Tag Team Champions, Metro City Boys Brothers. They're going to be defending their tag titles as well, so make sure you guys tune in with that. And uh, we'll be back next Friday as well. We'll be back episode 31 as everything is going back to normal. We have a lot of huge more, much more announcements coming soon, as right now we're still taking a little break. But we'll be back, don't forget, this Friday for episode 31. Make sure you tune in. Don't forget to subscribe to our social media platforms on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, at Circle Debate. Make sure and also follow our brothers here as well as their prospective individual social media platforms as well. You got obviously at Chris Kennedy's guitar. Make sure you follow him. And also you've got Mr. MGC, which I'll put that on the bottom description below as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in. And don't forget next week for our top five, week 31, we're doing our top five best botches. So <laughs> no. we're gonna do okay. that one. Okay, let's clarify. The best, like, um, they could have been bad, but they were saved, or just like the worst of the, the worst. worst of the worst. <laughs> now, hey, we got Chris. We got to bring back the horn instead of uh, instead of drumming. We got we have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. I already have my list. Let's do it now. <laughs> Anytime we do the worst ones, we got to switch to. Yeah, for sure. These are gonna be the, the top five worst botches that were on live television, like. What the, just really like, man. Yeah, I got it. Fantastic. I cannot wait either because there's a lot of them that are hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Devious One Ivan C, alongside with the CK1, representing the four minutes of heat, baby, with the glasses. That's right. That's Chris Kennedy. And also, Le Champion. El, el, um, is that harmonica? Well, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. It's walk with Matthew Steamboat. Because <laughs> yeah, last episode he was rhyming all day, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> there you go. I couldn't help it. <laughs> couldn't help it. So, same to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next Friday. Peace.